Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. What are you doing? I went to a, a thrift shop with the children mm-hmm. over the weekend, and I bought these these dolls that come with these little wigs, uh-huh. and they're horrible. They're in terrible shape. So I am brushing <laughs> out the wig so that so that the dolls will be pretty. Oh, okay. You know, uh, sure, like you do. Yeah, like I do. Like literally like I do. <laughs> I know, exactly. Uh, hi folks, I'm Timothy Harvey. And I'm Dustin. And this is Zompocalypse Now. And for those of you who joined us last week and got to listen to us sound a little bit different because we were recording a Zoom call versus the way we normally record the show, we're recording a Zoom call again this week. So I don't know how it's going to sound. Um, Dustin sounded great last week. I sounded a little bit off. Uh, Let's face it, I sound great. Every week. That's true. That's true. I I am I am the draw. This is true. Uh, I'm the straight man. You've got all the funny lines, and <laughs> and uh, so you know. Uh, but I've rearranged my mic setup, and so hopefully this will be a, a better sound. Um, yeah. So why were you in Austin last night? Um. Well, I was in Austin last night because it is my lovely daughter's. 12th birthday yes it was her 12th birthday she turned 12 she is now and continues to be for the next 364 days a 12 year old and uh so we went out for dinner and uh some shopping and we went to the cheesecake factory which is like uh, a terminal limbo that lasts forever uh But it was great. We had a really good time. Why were you not available? I got to go to a a early screening of Jordan Peele's new film, Us, which I really enjoyed. It's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination, but for people who were worried about um, the second film slump, you know, that a lot of people come out of the gate with a really fantastic first film, and the second film, everyone's like, what happened? No, this is an excellent film. I really enjoyed it. It might not be the best horror film I've seen in the last five years, but it's up there. Um, so he's not going to be a one-hit O'Neater? I would say definitely not. And now that he is going to be, he's behind the new Twilight Zone series, mm-hmm. um, I'm less worried. I'm always worried about a Twilight Zone series because it's really hard to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, one guy got it right, Rod Serling. Everybody else, has been, you know, so, but I'm less worried um, than I would normally be just because this, uh, this film really was uh, uh, really, really very good. I, I have, I have questions that the film raises that are, I feel are unanswered, but I also didn't worry about them while I was watching the film, which I think is a good sign. Not to mention it made me look up how old Jordan Peele is because I keep thinking of him as like, a lot younger than I am, but he's uh-huh. not. And so a lot of the film is kind of a love letter to the eighties in a really uh-huh. warped way. 
Um, so yeah, really enjoyed it. Highly recommend it. Um, I was I was reminded of your kids watching the kids in this film. Oh really? Um, and it's it was facial expressions. It was all just facial expressions. I could see your kids making these faces. <laughs> and I and and it's part of it is is it it's a it's an older daughter and a younger brother and it's a it's the dynamic and I'm just like I've it's it's not it's certainly not an exact thing but I'm like I miss Dustin's kids. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I uh go see the film folks. It's highly I highly recommend it. Hopefully if you get a chance to see it maybe we'll do a review on on the show here too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it's an excellent film. I was I was really pleased. All right, let's talk about something I was not necessarily pleased with. Okay, let's <laughs> do it. I'm ready. This week's episode. I wrote notes. <laughs> this week's episode of The Walking Dead is called Scars, and it is about scars. Yes, it's specifically how how. Uh, Michonne and Daryl got the X-shaped scars on their back. Yeah, and we have been wondering about this since the since the pickup of the since the the, the new season started, mm-hmm. or since the since the second half of the new season started. And we know that the scars. We have been led to believe that the thing that gave them the scars was so horrible that that is what has caused Michonne. To close off Alexandria from the rest of the communities. Yes. And and so we have been waiting because whatever it is had to have been so bad and so terrible to make her decide that she she had to go against every one of her core beliefs and everything that Rick and Carl died for because it was just so bad. Mm-hmm. And tonight, or, or then Sunday, we discovered what that is. And I remember I was sitting there watching the show. And I know you don't you don't have AMC. I have AMC. I was watching live, uh, and and you watch it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I texted you. And what did I text you? You're going to be so fucking angry. I believe was the exact <laughs> words. <laughs> And I wasn't angry, but I was incredibly disappointed. Uh-huh. I mean, this was, uh, and not to knock performances, because the, uh, there, there were some strong performances this week, but it is so contrived and so manipulative and so, it's so unnecessary for them to have done it this way. Right. And I would probably have not been as unhappy with the episode as I am if they had introduced a certain character, I don't know, three episodes ago in flashbacks. Yes. If... <clears throat> so, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so the basic... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, let's... let's... Well, all right. So we, we are we are we are given to we are given to our story in two parts, a pastly and a presently. Mm-hmm. Uh and in the presently, Michonne um has or Daryl and, and his little crew show up at at Alexandria to get 
uh, Henry, stupid Henry, his his treatment for his his cut, so that yeah. he doesn't die of the tetanus. <laughs> and um, so while they're there, everybody gets a little time with Judith, and I loved the scene with Judith and Daryl on the uh, dock, mm-hmm. on the little dock talking. That was so cute because you know that you know he's been he's been calling he was his her nanny when she yeah. was a baby. Like <laughs> that is just sweetest thing and it was just so I just loved it. I loved it. And uh so they they everybody gets to talk to um to Judith about you know whether or not they're doing the right thing. Uh and Michonne has this crazy conversation with Lydia where she's like I know that you I've come to care for these people and you know sometimes when you care about people the best thing to do is just walk away even when you don't when you don't want to (laughs) this is just like you're telling her to go wander off into the woods by herself yeah because she can never go back. She can never go back to her old group. Nope. They will kill her. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, so so at least it wasn't Daryl changing his mind again, yet again yeah. <laughs> about whether or not saving Lydia was the right thing to do. Right. At least it was somebody else going, hey, are you sure we want to do this? Yeah, uh, the problem is that, again, it's Michonne who should not be this character. Right. It's incredibly frustrating watching them do this. Yeah. So everybody, you know, everybody gets their minute to like shine, you know, their little second to be like, you know, I was here. I have a point in this episode. Uh, And, uh, and then Daryl and his little group leave again. Where are they going? Ain't nobody know. Uh, Supposedly they're going to the kingdom. Oh. And so they uh, leave and Michonne and Judith have this conversation where Judith's like, why are we not helping our friends? And Michonne's like, we're just not. We don't do it anymore. That's not how we live our lives anymore. <laughs> and the small child looks at her like, really, Mom? Really? Are you high? What is your problem? What is going Yeah. So the next morning. Judith's gone. Yeah. Where'd Michonne... Judith go? Ain't nobody know. <laughs> so Michonne runs down to Negan's cell, and she's like, where did she go? And Negan's like, you know I'm in a cell, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm here. I don't, I don't go anywhere. And she's like, she talks to you. And he's, what do you talk about? And he's like, things? All stuff? sorts of stuff. You know, how nobody she... listens to her but me? That sort of thing? <laughs> 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 Considering that she is she is the embodiment of Rick and Carl Grimes mooshed together, no one <laughs> listens to her. <laughs> and finally, he he sort of hits her in the face with, um, you know, she she wants to be what Carl and Rick wanted the world to be, right? And the fact that Negan has to say this to Michonne. Right. You know, that, that 
you know, this is the, you're not acting like, like these people who you love and who died should have, they would expect you to act and how you should be acting for, in their memory. And, you know, you don't want the villain of the piece going, why are you being such a dick, Michonne? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, that's not the best way to be. And then she's like, he's like, oh, Michonne's like, oh, you talk. Does she know why you're in here? Does she know what you did? And he's like, if she asks me questions, I answer them, which is not explicit, but pretty much says, yeah, she knows. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think that uh, uh, the idea, it's so shocking, really, that Michonne doesn't already know some of this stuff. Right. I mean, the fact that as paranoid she's as she's too, become. She's been too busy staring off into the middle distance and making sure that her, her <laughs> undercut is just right. I guess, I guess it's, 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 it's again, it's, it's a way that the character is not written like the character. Right. Which is really disappointing. So she goes hunting after, uh, running after Judith by herself there's a whole lot of going off by yourselves in this episode or not in the correct number of people. Uh, some, you mean some dumbassery? There's some yeah. dumbassery whole, in this episode? A whole lot of dumbassery in this episode. Uh, so she goes after Judith and finds herself fighting through a, a herd of zombies to get to Judith. Because she thinks she's in trouble. And then she gets up there and Judith's just hacking away. Yep. Doing a great job. Uh, but of course, there has to be a little scare, like, "Oh no, maybe she needs her mommy," you know, you know. Just like, what are you doing here? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so then they have that little heart to heart, where it's like, you know, we need to do the things we promised to do. We have to live the way we promised Dad and Carl that we were going to live, or it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And of course then they discuss what was the pastly of this episode, um, which I guess we'll have to come back to at the end. Uh, but essentially uh, it convinces Michonne finally to become Michonne again, and to go uh, to help Daryl and his crew find, find their way to the kingdom or to the kingdom and be safe and uh, stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm not entirely sure why, they didn't think that Daryl knew the way to the kingdom or, I mean, he's, he's walked this a, a couple of three times over the years. I don't uh, think it was necessarily that he doesn't know the way to the kingdom. It's just that they were all alone and there's this big group of people after them and it's really not safe for them to be traveling that way. So one woman and her child constitute And heart. <laughs> Now, admittedly, both the women are, are you know, the, the, the woman and the girl are both, you know, pretty badass with a sword. But, mm-hmm. uh, again, shouldn't they take some more people with them to the place where the monsters are coming for them on the road? I mean, and then, of course, at the end, we see two of the whispers going, oh, look, here's a small crowd of idiots out there without backup. Let's follow them. Let's tell the, let's tell Alpha what's going on. Blah, ha, 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 ha. Right. But I don't know. Like, at this point, again, I will have to say that I think that the, the report of, oh, by the way, Alpha, there's, this is the third huge settlement we've come across. <laughs> walking distance of each other. A good day walk away from each other hey do you think maybe we can stop living in the woods and covering ourselves with goop 
You, you, know, you and your logic. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of logic happening tonight, so I don't know why no. I cried. No, um, there's not. Because let me get to the flashback. Meanwhile, in the past, yes, Michonne has been lo- is looking for Rick. And she's been looking for Rick so long that she has developed a baby bump. And we realize, you know, that's RJ in there. Right. And uh, so her and Daryl are looking and they meet each other every once in a while and exchange, I'll never stop looking with each other uh, (laughs) before moving off in the other direction, not looking for him together because that would be crazy. No, we have to separate. We have to go off on our own. Right. So... Um, in one of, is it her or Daryl who finds the kids? Um, you know, I think, um, I don't, I think she comes back to the, I think she comes back to Alexandria and then they show up at the gate or. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. They just show up at the gates. I think, I think somebody, somebody from Alexandria finds them and brings them back. I think is what happens. Something like that. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. They come. So a bunch of kids show up and, uh, and, and. They're like, where'd you come from? And like, oh, we've got a little place. We're hiding out in the, you know, down the way. And so Michonne leads a team to go back to where the kids were. And they find a woman has been caring for all of these kids. And not just any woman, a friend of Michonne's from back when she was a kid. Yeah, I guess they were they were friends in either high school or college or something, but they they've, yeah. they've known each other you know, well before the apocalypse, and and it's the kind of thing where Michonne is like, "Oh my God, I haven't seen you in forever. This is amazing and this is wonderful." And the how first, you doing? <laughs> the first thought in my head was, "Oh, she's evil." Yeah. Well, and isn't it the same woman who played Tara on True Blood? I didn't yep. do same yeah. lady. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I was like, oh, there, there's no way she's going to last more than an episode on this Yeah, Rutina Wesley, who is not well served by uh, uh, big franchise shows. Oh, she, she did fine. She was on True Blood till the last episode. Yeah, but the character was so badly treated. Poor Tara. Uh. <laughs> okay, we don't need to talk about Tara. Anyway, so they invite all, this woman and all these kids back to, Ale- to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, what was her name? Lillian or something? Jocelyn. Jocelyn, thank you. Uh, spins this tale of they were all with this big group and all of a sudden the, all the adults left and her left her with the kids and she doesn't know what happened to them. Uh, but, you know, they invite Jocelyn and all the children to stay and they do stay for quite some time long enough to where everybody is totally fine with Jocelyn becoming essentially the town babysitter and taking care of all of the children right? while they all go do other things, stare off in the middle distance and make sure that their undercoats look nice. <laughs> so one night, one day, Michonne goes to pick up Judith from one of these sleepovers and they're all gone. Not only are they all gone, but they have all the children are gone. Uh, uh, Jocelyn is gone. The food has all been completely taken, and they killed somebody to get out. Right. And uh, we we skipped the part where uh, where it turns out that Jocelyn had been training these kids to like hunt deer and like 
you know, be, you know, very self-sufficient out in the wild. And, uh, and so they know immediately that, that they have basically been hoodwinked. Right. You know, by these rapscallions. And so Michonne and Daryl take off after them. Only. Only Michonne and Daryl. <laughs> big, big ass pregnant lady. And da- uh, yes, Daryl, but giant pregnant lady. Right. And Daryl. Go and they, of course, They, of course, immediately know where to look. Yes, it's the old school. And, of course, it is exactly the right place to look. Right, of course. Because Jocelyn is a terrible supervillain. Mm-hmm. And they are pretty much immediately captured. Right, because, you know, it's the thing of, like, you know, the, it's all kids. Like, the oldest one is, like, a, a boy. He's, like, 15 or something. Yeah, these kids have all gone full-on Lord of the Flies. Uh, and with, yeah, with Jocelyn's instruction, she helped them. And they are just a bunch of little brainwashed psychos. And they uh, tie up Michonne and Daryl, and that's when they get branded. And For no apparent reason. As well, it's mark your, mark your kill, kill your mark. Eh. They're, they're, apparently, this is like some rite of passage. They have to kill you know, Jocelyn's, Jocelyn's kids. Mm. Have got to you know, basically get jumped into the gang. Sure. And, you know, kill someone so that they can be like a full members or whatever. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's really stupid. It's real yeah. stupid. So they get branded, but then they get away. Like, like Daryl, like, leg chokes one of the guys, the only other boy, only mm-hmm. out, and, and they get away, and... Michonne finds Jocelyn and they argue. And so she, like, then she kills her. Because, of course... Well, they also have this little, this little standoff between two kids and, and Michonne in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, which is the first real indication to Michonne, aside from the branding, that these kids will straight on try and kill her. I mean, they will right. actually stab at her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Daryl goes off a different direction and is promptly disappears yes, until vanished. the end of this sequence. Right. So, so yeah. So Michonne has to fight, face off of Jocelyn and kill her. And before she dies, Jocelyn says, go kill the Alexandria children to the other kids. And so Michonne has to fight her way through and essentially has to kill all of these children to save the children from Alexandria and Judith. Yes. And she does, and the kids are okay. Well, most well, of them. Well, yeah. I mean, well, the Alexandrian kids are okay. Right. The other kids are all dead, because, you know, children in the walking dead. Yeah. And, um, and Michonne goes back, and she's like, never again! <laughs> yes. Never again shall we open our doors to those in need. And, ugh. I just, I just I I have so many problems with this because these are not like I said the oldest one is a boy who's maybe 15 yeah and like I think he escapes and then one of the girls escapes 
but it's just like there was no there was no non murder them way to get these like she is a big ass woman she couldn't have like whacked that those kids on the head with the hilt of her sword and said stop it or just kicked one really hard or punched one in the head or yeah punching them kicking them they're little they're little and they can be hit and at this point, I mean, you know, do not recommend, you know, generally speaking, do not recommend hitting children. But if they're right. trying to kill you, then it's okay, you know, it's okay to punch out a little psycho child, okay? This right. is, if horror films have taught us anything, go ahead and punch out the psycho child. The, ah. Yes. So essentially, like, I, like, if I were, if I were putting on, on the scale of child murder that this show has given us so far... <laughs> Uh, I would put this somewhere between uh, Sophia the second kills her own sister to turn her into a zombie mm-hmm. and Carl shoots the little boy just to prove he can shoot somebody. Right. Okay. Because these kids were crazy and they were attacking. Right. But there is no way, no way Michonne had to kill those kids. It's like when she got in the fight with that scavenger lady, and we're <laughs> supposed to believe for even a second that that scavenger lady was going to best Michonne. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Come no. On. No. Uh, yeah, I just... So it would have... This episode might have had any real impact for me, aside from making me just you know, go, really, this is what we're going with? If we had introduced Jocelyn like three episodes ago. Right. If we had made her part of this. If this, if this had been, if we'd seen her in other flashbacks, if we'd built right. up a sense. Because basically, as soon as we see her, the episode is named Scars. As soon as we see her, as soon as we see the kids, it's like, right, well, they're all dead. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, it's these guys. And then, of course, she's so good. She's so wonderful. And she gives advice to Michonne. And she's super nice. And they're old friends. And I'm like, yeah, you're so evil. So it's like, I was like, I was waiting for the bad thing to happen that she caused. It's her fault. Whatever it was, whether somehow she got a bunch of people killed or she turned out to be the villain. Right. It was so, it was, oh, so predictable. But if they brought her in like three episodes ago and actually had us like... If we had if we had started having flashbacks of of the time between yeah three episodes ago where we introduced Jocelyn as a character but you know they could only afford her for one episode even you know I guess oh it was so it was so frustrating I'm just and I'm I'm it's not good enough it's not a good enough reason no it's simply not. No, having to fight one, <laughs> having to kill a bunch of kids. <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, going, that is not a reason to cut Carol off. That's a reason to start a support group. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, why did Michonne go, so, do you remember that time? Funny yeah. story. Um, remember that time that you had to like kill small children? Right. Mm-hmm. So um, Thursday, 
I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of insane that this is this is supposed to be the reason. And as dramatic as the scene is, and it's staged, you know, aside from the fact that Daryl should somehow be there because it's not that gigantic a building and where the hell did right. he wander off to? And he couldn't hear any of this and run quicker or whatever. It's okay. It's very dramatic. And it's sure it's trauma, Michonne, pregnant, you know, with a child, you know, trying to save her, her daughter and, and, and protect the unborn child inside her and all these things. And I just was annoyed. Right. And what's, I mean, um, what, I feel like there was, it was almost a parody. Mm. You know, it, it almost had that parody quality of, no, don't make me murder all the children. You know? Yeah. And not to and not to knock her performance because again everybody everybody working with what they had I think did did fine with performances there were there was no I wasn't rolling my eyes at people's performances it was mm. well <laughs> okay I wasn't <laughs> I was just but it, it was the situations they were in I mean and it's just yeah. oh it just drove me nuts and I was just like oh god and I completely saw what you were saying about me being pissed off but then I was just like. Wow. This? Really? This? Yeah, this is what we're going with. All right. This is what you want. Fine. Are we done? Can we move on to the next portion of our program? Okay. Oh, because, oh, 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 all these terrible things are in the past now, and Michonne's like, I'm a better person. I'm back on track. And now we're done, right? We don't have to go back to this? Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, I mean, you know, (laughs) we we learned that – that Michonne thought that Judith didn't remember all of this that happened. Right. But Judith, yeah, she remembers, you know, having, you know, remembers uh, all of it and, and, you know, just didn't want to talk to her mother about it because she was afraid that her mother was not enjoying it. Yeah. Being reminded that she was a mur- child murderer. <laughs> It's bad. It's bad, Tim. It's bad, yeah. Tim. It's not happy. No. no, it's 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 the build up to this and what we got. I'm you know I've 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 seen several people who have really several reviewers who've really really loved the episode. They think it's really powerful and that's great. I'm glad they enjoyed it and it was very unsatisfying mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. So, oh yeah, not not pissed, but definitely disappointed. <clears throat> I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, the interesting thing about Zoom calls, of course, is that they are timed. And since this is the free version, we have 40 minutes, of which we have a minute left. So, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. We like uh, you. <laughs> uh, as always, Dustin, thank you. Thank you, Tim. And, of course, you guys can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find us on iTunes and podcast.com. Uh, if you could share the show, let people know about us. That would be fantastic. We would love to obviously grow the audience. Um, and we'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now. And I think the penultimate, ep- I think there's two episodes two left. episodes left. So I'm sure terrible, terrible things will happen and we'll have opinions yeah. on them. So. Michonne has to drown a, a basket of puppies. <laughs> Probably. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Bye.
Zompocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.